Well, today I want to talk about something that has just been uh, brewing all week on the inside of me, and I need you guys to put your thinking caps on this morning because we're going to get a little bit deep. Are you guys ready for that? Because we're going to talk a little bit about covenants. Who knows what a covenant is? Somebody tell me what a covenant is. It's an agreement. What else? A promise. Anybody else? It is a promise. It is an agreement. What are some covenants? What is a covenant of today? What would a covenant be called today? A contract. You say marriage? It is. It is. That is a covenant of today. But I'm talking about contracts. That's what we have. Instead of covenants, we have contracts. You see a lot of those. What is a contract? A legal binding document. And who makes that legal? Who, who makes sure that those, that those agreements are taken care of? Lawyers. Lawyers, your government, your civil government. How many of you have ever been, written out a contract and you didn't follow the contract and you got sued? Don't raise your hand. That's what courts are for, right? Well, some of the covenants in the Bible were temporary, but some of them were permanent. There are some covenants in the Bible that are forever, that are, for, that are permanent. There are even some of the covenants in the Bible that were in the Old Testament that are still for today. Okay, everybody still, everybody with me this morning? And then there are some covenants in the Old Testament that were between two parties that are no longer for today. And we need to understand what a temporary covenant is and what a permanent covenant is because there are some temporary covenants that are done, they're over, they've been fulfilled, but then there are some covenants that continue for us today. So we're going to be talking about that for the next couple of Sundays because we need to understand that some of the covenants that we're following today have been fulfilled and they're over and we need to move on. Somebody tell me some of the covenants in the Old Testament, some of the covenants you can think of, some of the promises, some of those, some of those binding agreements. Somebody tell me of one. Abrahamic, one. Hey, we're going to learn something today. The Noahic, one with Noah, two. Anything else? Come on, think of, think of another one. The covenant that he had with David, three. The covenant that he had with the most popular one we know of, Moses, the Mosaic Covenants or the Ten Commandments or all those, all those commandments. Any other ones that you can think of? Man, there's all kinds of covenants. They really, they really say that there's about 12 covenants in the Bible. And then, of course, the one we live in today, which is the New Covenant, the New Covenant. So there are all these covenants in the Bible, but if some of them are temporary and some of them are permanent, then why would we follow a temporary covenant? Ignorance, ignorance. ignorance. <laughs> well, let me just make this statement that I put the first thing on my paper up here. Ignorance of the word can be a dangerous thing. <laughs> ignorance of the word can be a dangerous thing. Where does ignorance come from? Lack of knowledge. The pastors sometimes have a lack of knowledge. Yes. The teachers sometimes have a lack of knowledge. Did you know that whatever you're taught is, pretty gen is generally what you're going to live? Yep. 
So whatever's taught up here at the pulpit or at school or whatever is what you're going to live. That's how you're going to live. There's many things that many of us have been taught, when those of us who were raised in church, that weren't true. We've talked about this before. There are a lot of things that, were, that you were taught in church. Yeah, but Mark, it was church. Well, sometimes some of those things in church are not true. They're not scriptural. They're just brought up from generation to generation, and so we follow those. Did you know that any, any promise that the church teaches you that brings condemnation is not for you? We do not live under one promise that brings us condemnation today. But if we've been taught it, then we will live under condemnation. Even though we have been freed from condemnation, this is what we talked about for the last two weeks. We have been freed from sin. We have been freed from condemnation. We have been freed from... From what else? What? Shame. We have been freed from fear. We have been freed from what? Poverty, sickness, disease. We've been freed from all those things, but, we have been, but if we have been taught we have not been freed from it, we will live in those very things. You see, you can be free from something, not know it, and live like you're not free. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that just amazing? The Noahic covenant, the rainbow. God put a rainbow in the sky. Now you got to do this right here. Nobody's doing this. All right, thank you. God put a rainbow in the sky. What? That's what the kids are learning right now? Guys, that rainbow is a promise that is still for today. Uh, one of my favorite movies is Waterworld. Kevin Costner. That's never going to happen. Yep, you're right. I like, I like that. I mean, it's one of my favorite old movies. I love those old movies. Anybody else? Am I in here by myself? But that's never going to happen. The world is never going to be covered with water like that because God put a rainbow in the sky. It's not going to happen. I don't care how many glaciers melt. So Al Gore is wrong. Huh? Al Gore is wrong. Don't be talking about Al Gore in here. <laughs> to be taught ignorance can lead a person down a path of destruction. Ethan, go ahead and put me up Ephesians 4. Let's, let's start right here. We're not going to get all this done today. I'm not going to overwhelm you today. Plus, it's going to get warm in here in about 30 minutes. Look at this. With the Lord's authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do and what they were talking about, the unbelievers. Live no longer as the unbelievers do for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. Do you notice that when you harden your heart, you close your mind? Or when you close your mind, you harden your heart. You harden your heart against the things. You harden your heart because somebody did this or somebody said that or the church did this. The church treated me bad. They took my money and they, you know, the pastor ran off with the music director and, and the, you know, the music director did this and, and you hardened your heart against the very thing that will set you free. Because somebody... 
made a mistake. Somebody was not perfect. I'm not making excuses for that. But you don't harden your heart because somebody else made a mistake. Come on now. So they hardened their hearts. They closed their eyes. They were living in the dark. We cannot live in the dark. As born again believers, we have no reason to live in the dark. We have no reason to live under condemnation. We have no reason other than the fact that we are ignorant. I didn't say, I'm not using the word stupid this morning. Ignorance is not the same as stupid. Ignorance means that we just don't know. We have been taught the wrong thing. We are unlearned. We, are, we just don't know. Now, how many of you in here are born again? You know without a doubt that you, you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. Go ahead and raise your hand. You've accepted the Lord as your Savior, and you know without a doubt. Right? You know without a doubt. This is who I am. If I leave this world today, I know where I'm going. I know without a doubt where I'm going, man. I'm going to be seeing some people. The people that I miss, man, I was thinking the other day, when I leave this world, I can't wait to see my father-in-law again. I can't wait to see my mom again. I can't, I can't wait to see those people again because I know where they are. My mom taught me. I, was, I, I, was, I laid in my bed when I was seven years old and she led me to the Lord sitting on the bottom of that bunk bed. I remember the very day. I know where she is. I know where my father-in-law is. I can't wait to have conversations with him again. If he gets to grow tomatoes in heaven, he's going to grow some better looking than Don's. <laughs> and bigger. <laughs> See, this is who we are. It doesn't, listen, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter to God what you're going through because it does matter to him. He loves you. He knows, he knows everything that you're going through. But listen, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what you're going through to God and the fact that you are who you are. Yes. This is exactly who you are. This is who I am. Because you got a good, good father. got a good, good father. And so all the stuff that you're going through, all the mistakes that you make, all the dumb things that we do, and yes, some of the stupid things that we do, I'm still the same to God. He doesn't look at me by the mistakes I've made. He sees me through the eyes of Jesus Christ. Woo-wee. So you can't make God mad at you and you can't make God condemn you. You just simply can't do anything to make God mad at you. So, those of us who are raised in the fact of, well, you know, I shouldn't be smoking. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be drinking. I shouldn't be doing, I shouldn't, no, I shouldn't, because God's going to get mad at me. That's the biggest bunch of bull I've ever heard in my life. But yet some of us, some of us have lived by that for years. Guys, those things, excess of anything is bad for you. We need to understand. We need to be responsible. We need to be responsible with everything we do. We need to be responsible for our lives. But God is not up there checkmarking you because you did something wrong today or yesterday or 10 years ago, or 20 years ago. Well, we're talking about covenants. Somewhere along here. You see, what covenant did the world adopt as the covenant to live by? Somebody just tell me. What is the most popular covenant that the world has adopted to live by? The Ten Commandments. Somebody said 
Anybody agree with that? Are you afraid to agree with it? To agree with it? The world has adopted the Mosaic Covenant. The Ten Commandments. And all the commandments that go with it. There are several others that go with it. If you break one, you broke them all. Not just the ten. We have adopted a covenant that has been fulfilled. It was fulfilled when Jesus Christ hung on the cross. He died. He was buried. And he resurrected. And that covenant was fulfilled. But why? Why would the world choose to adopt a covenant that is fulfilled and no more? We've got to know this. Why? Huh? Say that again. Ignorance, he said. There's even more than that. Come on. Because it was on TV. Because it was on TV. Come on. Think about that. You guys still got your thinking caps on, right? Give me another five minutes. Why would we... What was that? It's what they were taught. Why would we adopt something that has been fulfilled, that has been ended, that has been... Why do we need the Ten Commandments? Let me ask you this. Why were the Ten Commandments given? They didn't have the Holy Spirit. They didn't have like a, a way of, you know, I mean, really what was right or wrong. So they had to have something in front of them. They had to have a guideline. You guys are getting it. Why do we, why do we have to have something in front of us? We have a hard time accepting that we're saved not by something we do. Really? We always want something to do. We always have to have something to lead us. We always have to have something to guide us. And so the world has adopted the ten, just the Ten Commandments because those commandments will keep you in, in shape when structure will keep you from, you know, killing somebody. It'll keep you from, even though none of us can follow the Ten Commandments, it'll keep you from, it'll keep, it'll give you a guideline to go by. But why were the children of Israel, that was given to, that was given to the Israel children, right? Why did the children of Israel need the Ten Commandments? Why did they need all that? They were out of control. Everybody agree with that? The Ten Commandments were given because of rebellion. Given out of rebellion. Those people were out of control. They, they were making such big mistakes, God had to give them something to go by. They didn't have the Spirit of God. In them, they didn't have they didn't have the spirit of God to guide them. They didn't have you know, they didn't have what we have today. Do you realize that Abraham doesn't have what we have today? Noah does, didn't have what we have today. I mean, they were before the Mosaic Covenant. They didn't have anything of what you have today because if you're born again, you raised your hand a while ago. You've got the Spirit of God guiding you every day. Every single moment, every second, the Spirit of God is with you everywhere you go. You don't know where I've been. Doesn't matter. Everywhere you... What was that? He went with you there too. 
everywhere you go. So why have we chosen, I'm going to end with this because we're going to have to pick up next week. Why have we chosen to follow something that has been brought from rebellion? Why have we still chosen to, to follow something that was brought in rebellion? Ooh, that's deep. Justifies our faults. Wow. Hmm, anybody else? That's deep. Because everybody else is. Okay, here's where we're going to pick up next week. Why have we decided to follow one that is gone, that is over with, when instead we have the Abrahamic covenant? I want you guys to find out what this is this week. We still live in the Abrahamic covenant. We're going to read a little bit out of that covenant right now to end this. Are you ready? Go all the way to the end of the list that I gave you there, Ethan. Watch this, if he can bring that up. Anybody remember the Abrahamic covenant? Way back in Genesis. I think I gave it to him. That Ethan, he's awesome, isn't he? See? When Abraham was 99 years old, anybody 99? Don's close. Well, he just raised his hand. When Abraham was 99 years old, anybody, have you, uh, you guys plan on having any children? You and Laura? Okay. <laughs> Woo, Laura. <coughs> When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai. What is that? Lord God Almighty. Lord God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. You see, so that's why pregnant women are so beautiful because they're part of the covenant in which we live by today. That's why they're so gorgeous. They're so beautiful, right? Life giving. At this, Abram fell on, fell on his face to the ground and God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you a father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. How many of you realize that when you were born again, you had a change of names. You didn't realize that, did you? You're looking at me like going, what? God changed your name. You are now a child of God. Man, you were lost. You were a sinner. You're no longer that sinner saved by grace. You're a child of God. Man, your name has been changed. He said, I'm no longer going to chat. I'm not going to call you Abram. Instead, your name will be called Abraham. For you will be a father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Everybody say, I'm extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings. I told you that I was raising millionaires in this place. And some of you went, oh, you're so full of it. You're right. I am raising millionaires in this place. I don't care how many people are going to criticize me for saying that. I'm raising, there are millionaires sitting in here right now. And if you're doubting it, you're not one of them. Right. 
We're raising millionaires. Is that all you're going to give me? Man, I was just getting started. Huh? Kings. We'll just, we'll just, we'll start here next week. Kings. We're, we're, we're so fruitful. We're not condemned. You know, if you look at those Ten Commandments and you failed on five of them this week, you're still a king. You're still a child of God. You're still living under that covenant that this is who I am. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what's been said over the years. I don't care how much money I have in the bank right now. This is who I am. And nobody can take that away from me. So if you have been living years and years and years have gone by, whether it's been months, years, hours, and you've been living under condemnation, right now the Word of God is going to set you free. Because this is who we are. So instead of adopting something that brings condemnation, instead of adopting something that has been fulfilled and Jesus has taken its place, you see, a covenant generally, there had to be bloodshed. Jesus has shed that blood once and for all. And let me tell you something. He shed that blood for each and every person in this room. He shed that that blood for that person who is going to call the police on us this morning. He shed the blood for the people down at the counter. He shed the blood for the people who are eating the bagels downstairs. He shed his blood for every person on this planet. And all we have to do is accept the fact that he did it. I don't have to do anything for God to love me. I can never be condemned for what I did or what I have done. I belong to God, and He is a good, good Father. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give the Lord a shout this morning. Man, this is who I am, and this is who I will be. Hallelujah. Come on, stand up with me. Come on up, uh, Band, as the band's coming up. You know, if there's somebody in this room and you are not for certain, listen to me, you are not for certain that you, that you have accepted Jesus as your Savior. I mean, you've been going through your life and you're thinking, well, this is what people have said about me. This is what, this is, man, I've been under condemnation for so long and you're telling me this morning that I'm no longer under condemnation. I'm telling you that right now. It's not because of what Mark says. It's what the Word of God says. And if you have not for certain accepted Jesus as your Savior, I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care, I don't care any, anything else. doesn't matter. You can accept Him right now where you stand. And we're going to do that with you. We're going to say that prayer together. Are you ready? Amen. Father God, I thank You for Your Son Jesus who died on that cross for me, who shed His blood for me, now, Father, right now, now, Father, right now I, receive Jesus I receive Jesus as my Savior. As my Savior. I, no longer live under condemnation. I no longer live under condemnation. I have been set free. I have been set free. free of fear, does me. fear does not guide me. Sickness does not guide me. The Holy Spirit guides me. So, Father, right now I thank you. Right now, I thank you. 
And I choose your son Jesus as my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.